Pot of gold. Hello and welcome to a special episode of Ramble by the River. I'm your host, Jeff Nesbitt. Welcome to the show. I'm currently sitting in my truck. I'm parked outside of my dentist office, my orthodontist office actually, to be more specific, and I'm getting ready to go in for an appointment. I had to drive way up here two hours from my house to get to the dentist, so I come early just in case there's construction or, you know, whatever that's going to keep me from getting there. The worst thing is to show up to a two-hour away appointment and be late and not be able to go. That would be terrible. So I'm early. And that leaves me with some time to work on the podcast while I'm sitting in my truck. So I have to apologize for the cars in the background. And if you hear noise or if this one sounds a little bit tinny in the vocals because I'm using a different mic or whatever, you know, there's lots of things that could potentially be annoying about this little bonus episode. So sorry if you don't like it, but I thought it'd be cool. You know, I woke up yesterday feeling kind of crappy. I just didn't have that sparkle that I like to have in the morning, you know. I I was feeling run down, tired, unmotivated, and just kind of drained. And, you know, usually I like to just double up on my five-hour energy and just ram myself into the day and force myself through that feeling. But yesterday, I just didn't think that was the best choice because I have... I don't know, I've just had a lot on my plate lately, and I don't want to end up getting sick. That's really what it is. I don't want my immune system to falter because I'm not taking good care of myself, being overstressed and not getting enough sleep, not eating enough good healthy food. So I decided to make a conscious effort yesterday to relax. I was feeling uncomfortable, and I wasn't sure exactly why, but I wanted to... Well, I'll I'll just be honest. I wanted to get high. I kind of wanted to, to... feel some relief and have and just kind of have some good feelings flowing through me without me having to generate them myself and that's not a good impulse I I know it well I used to have a, a really hard time dealing with it now I know it'll just pass and I can go on with my life and things are fine but it, it used to seem a lot more important when I would get that feeling of just kind of like nothing sounds appealing, everything sounds like a pain in the butt, or like it's just not going to be enjoyable, even things that... You, it's depression. It's depression is what it is. It's the very early stages of that. And I recognize it, and so I know how to kind of let it pass, and, and everything will be fine. So I've kind of learned these tricks to help myself over the years, and so I was doing that yesterday, and I was at my office just returning emails and catching up on... Uh, what I like to think of as light work. Like, I'm not writing proposals for grants. I'm not going out there and... I'm just just working on busy work, basically. Something that's going to be productive so I don't feel bad about myself, but is is also going to be kind of more low-key. And I... And I... While I'm doing this, I kind of accepted the fact that I might not have a great day because I am just going to... You know, I'm not going to try to have a great day. I, I don't, I am feel like I'm not explaining myself well, but most of the time I have great days. I go out of my way to set myself up for success. So I make sure that things are planned well. I have enough time to get from one thing to another. So I'm not stressing. I, I, I just set myself up to have a good day. And 
that makes it to where sometimes when things don't go my way, I react poorly and I'll just like almost out of spite to myself, just not let myself be in a good mood. Oh shit, I, I, I can't take a drive, uh, a long drive first thing in the morning to organize my thoughts, which, you know, sometimes you just can't and, and I'll let it ruin my whole day. So yesterday I was just like, no, you're not feeling on top of your game, but that's no reason to be a little bitch. So just continue to work, do your thing. This too shall pass. And so I opened up my email and the first thing I see is an email from a familiar name. It's a name of my boss from like 12 years ago. And I was very curious. So I opened the email and it says, hey, Jeff, just haven't talked to you from a lo- for a long time and wanted to reach out and. I don't remember exactly what it said, but long story short, just a, a boss of mine from the past who had a really positive impact on me, and he was reaching out to see how I was doing, and it was really cool. So I wrote him back and basically wrote him a novel about how he'd actually had a really big impact on me and on several people I'm close with because we all worked for him, and it was just felt really good to to reach out to him, or I guess reach back to him I guess I don't know to give him the reach around and kind of make him feel good for a second because I have been meaning to reach out to him for years and I just haven't done it it was one of those things that's at the back of my head where I'm like oh you know you should really write Dave a letter and and just like thank him for his impact in your life but I didn't and yeah I don't know why so when I started working for Dave which was for the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service I was a temporary employee, and I was there basically just to do the grunt work that, you know, the skilled employees didn't want to do. But I'm, I'm a learner. I'm a student of the world, and I try to pick up things everywhere I go. So I was constantly learning, and that job was very, very fertile ground for, you know, growing new skills. So I took full advantage of that, and I really tried to just pay attention and absorb what was going on around me. After two years of being on these crews, I had picked up a lot of the techniques and I knew how to do it. I'd been paying attention and it came to a point where I genuinely thought I could do a really good job running the crew. So I decided I was going to tell Dave that I wanted to be a crew leader in year three. I was super nervous because I thought he was going to laugh at me. I thought he I really was terrified, to be honest, but because it was a big crew, it was like 30 people or, or possibly more, I don't remember. And I was one of the younger guys there, but I had tried really hard. I, I had been through all the trainings and I had, I had just really tried hard to make myself stand out, which was not easy in that group because there was a lot of great employees, but also a lot of dipshits. So, you know, I wanted to set myself apart from the crowd. And so right before the year started, I had to go turn in paperwork at Dave's office. And so I was, I was in there and we were just chatting and right, like I was just trying to get up the nerve to ask him, or it was really not an ask. It was just to let him know that I was interested in that position. I was going to present it as a joke because, you know, that's how I do everything. That's how I would ask out a girl. (laughs) That's how I would do, that's how I would do anything. And still to this day, jokes are very, very useful tool for 
presenting information that I'm scared about. So just as I'm leaving his office, I poke my head back in and I'm like, oh yeah, just to let you know, when you're setting up the cruise this year, when you need a crew leader, I'm your guy. And I, I expected a laugh or a look of surprise, but I got none of that. And he just looked at me as if it was not surprising at all, as if that was just totally like the most normal and expected thing. And it, it shocked me. Dave was just like this very imposing figure in my mind because he was so professional, really a great boss, but he was no bullshit. He would do this thing where he'd walk around the yard and if anyone's hands were in their pockets, he'd walk over and say, your hands cold? And the person would be like, what? Like, I want to know if your hands are cold. I assume they must be cold because since you've got them jammed in your pockets, you must have cold hands. And then, you know, the person would undoubtedly take them out of their pockets. But, yeah, everything was copacetic when Dave was around. Everything was good. He was a great boss, and I really looked up to him. And so to see a look on his face that was uh, supportive and, like, to know that he trusted me was really a big deal. Oxytocin, which is the bonding chemical... It's a hormone that is released in our brains when we fall in love, when we are parenting our children, when we when we bond, when you create social bonds. And this is well known. It's the love chemical. And you get a huge release of it when you have sex. You get a huge release of it when basically anytime something happens that bonds you to another human being, you're going to experience an oxytocin release most likely. When you start to trust somebody, you're going to get an oxytocin release. But what has been discovered is that not only that, but also when you get the feeling that somebody else trusts you, you get a big oxytocin release. And I heard this in a book that I was reading, listening to, reading with my ears on the way here to this appointment this morning. And it reminded me of this experience with Dave. In his book, The Moral Molecule, Dr. Paul Zak goes in to explain how this effect happens over the phone, in person. It, it works really easily. It's very consistent. And so in that moment, when I had expected to be rejected, and instead I was welcomed and supported, it was a very powerful moment for me. And I didn't realize this at the time, but yesterday when I was writing this email, I, I was able to kind of look back with, you know, 2020 vision in retrospect and see that this was really an inflection point in my development. Uh, into adulthood. At, at really, from this point on, I saw my future self as a different person than I had seen before. Up until this point, I had really just never given myself the chance to, to think about the future in a way that was ambitious. Before that, I was just, I think I was afraid of failure to an extent that kept me from even really considering the possibility of success or even really letting myself know what success is, or what I wanted it to be. So, yeah, long story short, that whole thing worked out really well. The Spartina program still goes on to this day, and I really have a lot to be grateful for. So, when I got that email from Dave, I was excited, and I spent, you know, a good amount of time writing him back, and a couple minutes after I sent the email, I got a phone call and it was him. And we got to talk on the phone for a little while. And he went on to tell me that he had seen my picture online and I was dressed nice. I was wearing a tie and saw my title and that I was doing well for myself. And that the opportunity that he gave me 
way back when, all those years ago, had led to me being a successful person and actually being able to build a life for myself. And, you know, this part shocked me, but he told me that seeing that inspired him to want to do more. And so he went and enrolled in a new course and now he's finished it and he's decided to call me and say thank you for for giving him that inspiration so it was really like a just a back and forth of patting each other on the back and saying thank you for the impact you had on my life but I definitely feel like I got the better end of the deal I didn't do anything basically he saw the success that that his kindness had given me and that inspired him to to do more so really he inspired himself but I'll take it. It was really nice to hear. And so I just wanted to just talk about that a little bit because it shows how important it really is to reach out to people when they are impactful, when they have an influence in your life. When something happens and you have a thought that says like, wow, I really appreciated that from so-and-so. They didn't have to do that and they did. They could have handled it this way, but instead they chose kindness. Like all these things, There's we, we have these thoughts. And so often they go just out the window. You think about the person and then shoot them a text, pull out your phone and write them a write them a Facebook comment or whatever. However you connect, call them. That'd be cool. Go visit them. Stop in. Bring them a, a basket of muffins, whatever. It means so much. Think about the last time somebody did that for you. You were just sitting there feeling blue. Suddenly you have a basket of muffins day saved. So yeah, that was just really a cool experience. And it happened at a time when I was feeling like shit. And I was I had a I had basically planned on feeling like shit for the whole rest of the day and was okay with it. Communication is so important. And it's never been easier. The world we live in is set up to communicate like a motherfucker. You can text, you can call, you can pigeon. But the point is, you got to communicate. And that's really why I want That's like the theme of the episode today is communication. Because as you are about to find out, sometimes bad communication can lead to misunderstandings. Like people showing up for podcasts that they were not invited to. Or, you know, whereas good communication can lead to really good things. Like a bad day turning into a good day just from a simple email. So think about how you use your communication every day to affect other people. Are you bringing joy into their life? Are you bringing more pain? What are you to them? We have choices to make every day that determine how other people feel. So try to do your best to spread love, spread joy. Throw a little kindness in the mix. It really improves your overall life. Like you feel better. You enjoy being alive more. You feel more self-fulfilled. You feel like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing as a person. It's a good feeling. So communicate. Don't hold back. When things when things are on your mind or on your heart and you need to share them, don't be embarrassed. Don't feel like people are going to think you're weird because they already do because you're not them. We're all weirdos. And the further you are from the person you're talking about, the more weird they seem to you. It's all relative, so fuck it. Just be weird and tell people when you love them. Tell them when, you, when they've helped you. Tell them when they've made an impact on you because you know how good it feels when somebody does that for you. Anyway, oh fuck. 
<clears throat> so funny story. I'm sitting at the beach and I am waiting for Elsa to get out of dance. It's about 7 p.m. and it's the same day as my dental appointment. I, uh, well, some shit has gone down since then, but I'll tell you about that in a sec. I usually have this time on Tuesdays while I'm sitting here waiting for her to get out of dance. This is my normal editing time where I bring my laptop and work in the car. So this morning, oh, by the way, no braces, which uh, I thought I would be totally ready to just talk normal. But as you can tell, I'm not. It's I have been stretching out my mouth and trying to figure it out. But yeah, it's it's an adjustment. But anyway, yeah. This morning, so I was in the truck parked in front of the dentist's office, as I mentioned, and I I thought my appointment was at 9.30. It was written in my calendar at 9.30, but turns out it was at 9 o'clock. And so I I walked in there like, <laughs> I walked up to the desk and it was at 9.25, five minutes early, just enough time to pee and sit down briefly and get called in. Perfect. And, um, I come out of the bathroom and, and the, I think it's dental assistant. She's a dental assistant or dental hygienist or, but she, but it's an orthodontist. So it seems, I don't know. She's good at whatever she does. She's, she seems like she's higher up than a dental assistant, but I don't really know. I don't know the hierarchy there. So whoever it is, she's the one who works with me most of the time and she's great. And so she's waiting for me outside the bathroom looking pissed. And I'm like, huh, what's going on? Must be a bee in her bonnet about something. And she's like, huh, seems like you would have been more excited. And then so, well, you know, I was a little confused and we're walking back there and I was like, I am excited. What makes you think I'm not excited? And she's like, well, you're, why would you be 20 minutes late? And I was like, what? What are you talking about? And I thought she was joking because people do that. Like when you're at a store and the, you're like, hey, can I get that that one right there? And they're like, no. And they just look at you deadpan as if it's a joke. And you know it's a joke, but you're not sure how. And it's not exactly funny. I thought maybe it was one of those jokes. But it wasn't. I was actually just late and she was annoyed. So I apologized profusely. And she's like, were you running late or something? Was there traffic? I was like, actually, no, I was in my truck. I've been here for an hour. <laughs> And she looked at me like I was an idiot. I, I probably deserved that. So, oh, well, I got them bitches pulled off my teeth either way. So I'm happy. Mm. I got these lozenges. Oh, there's my goodie bag. From the dentist that are supposed to give me a nice uh, xylitol coating of my mouth. Maybe that's nice. I'll try it. Ice chips candy. We'll see. I prefer Skittles. I should have said that at the dentist. I bet that would have killed. Oh, shit. They're like shards. This looks like crystal meth. I'll post a pic on the Instagram. I'm going to do that right now. So you, by the time you hear this, you'll have already seen the pic. As always, find my Instagram pictures at Ramble by the River on Instagram. So we're back again. Back again, my friends. It has been quite an adventure today, has it not? 
back in the home studio, back on the normal mic. And yeah, I keep getting cut off, but I gotta introduce this little segment. Hmm. Skittles. Without further ado, I like to mix the yellow with the red. And so, without further ado, please enjoy this conversation, short though it may be, with the with the gigantic no. With the uh, huge no, that doesn't work. Listen to me talk to Jeff Hilton. Nope. Please enjoy this conversation with Jeffrey James Hilton. Nailed it. Love you guys. I could really use a change of scenery. Yeah. Everybody's smoking all the greenery. Yeah. Close the matches, they were handed down to me. But I'm still fly. I'm still fly. I know. I'm still fly. I'm still fly. Let's go. It could all be worse. I could be a hater like you. It could all be to make the man, but that poison's gonna chew you. Yes now, say it with your chest I'm now. Young, I'm free. Can't nobody take me here and now. It's my time to run it out. It's my time. It's my time. It's my time to ride it. I'm young. I'm free. Can't nobody take me here and now. It's my time to ride. Hey, Jeff. Hey, man. Hi, Marley. Marley, you're not really welcome up here. Marley, come on. No, unfortunately, she's not really. I trust her outside. We'll keep her down here. She's good down there. Yeah, she'll be all right. She just, she's a cord puller, and there's lots of cords to oh, pull. Oh, yeah. No, I get it. You can get it. Dogs, other place for dogs. <clears throat> Marley, don't go running off on me. I'll get you in trouble. Like How is old Marley doing? Oh, I, don't, you know, I don't really know. I don't see her. Hey, Mark. Really as much anymore. I guess I could just ask you, huh? You're a good girl. Uh, but she's doing okay the other day. I've been super busy lately. The other day I left the house in the morning. I took Chase to my parents. I left the door open. And oh, she was no. at the house alone from like 3 in the morning to whenever Colton got home at like 4 or 5 with the door wide open. <laughs> I came home and he's like, was the door open the whole time? And I was like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. Totally fine. Yeah. She was there waiting for him. It was the middle of the night? Uh, three in the morning to three in the, you know, like three in the afternoon. So it was so, throughout the day. Oh, okay. So it was yeah, a long, yeah. A nice day. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm sure she went out a little bit and She probably explored the neighborhood bit, a little bit. She, we got a phone, Colton got a phone call from the Heckuses who have that big house next door. Yeah. Uh, like a week ago. And she was like, it's fine, but I don't want to pick up her poop. And I was like, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's quite a big transformation from... How Marley was. Yeah, man, she years was a ago. Wild, so I'm not, wild animal. I'm not. And now she's pretty not well gonna behaved. Ask, yeah, I'm not gonna ask any more of her. She's a good dog. Yeah. Um, you want to do a little bit? Yeah. What do you have in mind? Um, so I'm gonna be in here getting the podcast ready for your mom, uh-huh. and then you come in gregariously, 
and uh, excited to that you've come in without having to be reminded because uh, you looked at my my you saw my schedule my calendar which is posted in here yeah I was in here using the Wi-Fi or something yeah and you saw Hilton on the board and you know you had forgotten about it but you assumed that I w- that I didn't make an error so you showed up without me having to try uh, to be more sociable remind you <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to gently tell you I'm actually here to talk to your mother oh yeah Mama. Um, and we'll use that as an intro. It would, it'll work good. Um, but you got to sell the, uh, you got to be really proud of yourself. That, I will. That will, that will be. So the fall is hard. hard to do because I was pretty proud of myself. Uh, Jacob came over last night and we fucking, we talked about a lot of stuff, but uh, he told me that he had talked to you mm-hmm. and that he told you the story about me going down there and going surfing. And, oh, uh, yeah. And I was. I was a little stoned when we were talking, and at first I was, he was like, Jeff was super animated about it. And at first I was like, eh, I don't really get it. And then I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, what the most antisocial person he knows. And every time he asks me to do something, I don't do it. Well, it wasn't even just that. It was just like, I was excited that you were out there trying new stuff. And also, your theme on the show. You're, you're mentioned in most episodes. So it's, it's uh, <laughs> people know kind of a few things about you as a person. Uh-huh. Like uh, the fact that, it's, that you're out there trying a new sport. Is is interesting. Well, I've surfed before. I know we talked about that too. Oh, okay. Like you did it in Hawaii. Yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I told I told the story about you skydiving too, because um, that image of of a little man riding you through the sky has always been <laughs> funny to me. The best well, that landing was pretty funny when he was like, "If you have the strength, just like stand up and walk it out. Uh, but if you can't, just fall to the ground, but don't fall on top of me." Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I took that as a challenge. I was like. Psh. I could squat 10 of you, little man. Yeah. And uh, so I pulled it off. I walked it off like a pro. And then I looked down and his legs are just like at my knees. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, all right, take me over to that table. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I thought I was going to get some big giant guy to stop me from resisting. But it's a weight issue. Yeah. Clear, obviously. It For makes, sure. It makes total sense. For sure. I think there's a limit on how big you can be. Oh, I'm, I bet there is. I want to say it was like within the waiver it said like 250. Because you watch this video and... You know, if like, hey, you could do something that could kill you right now, and we don't take any responsibility and all that stuff. Yeah, Marley. If you die, it's your own fault. Yeah, hundred fifty bucks. It's not a bad deal. Not a great deal. All right, let's record this thing. All right. Um, so start from outside and and be noisy as you're coming in. Um, as if the ro- the red carpet's rolled out. It'll be a perfect time to eat this without being disrupted. Take your time. I'll go on your on your. Uh, you start when you're ready. I'm recording already. Somebody's here. Hello. 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 Ahoy. Hey, Jeff. I figured I'd show up early for once in my life. Yeah. Uh... I know I'm always late. Hey, it's Never show good to see you. Cancel on you quite a bit. Ah. But, uh, you know, I'm trying to turn over a new leaf and be more sociable and yeah. show um, up to dates and not cancel on anything. And you brought so, your dogs. Yeah, well, I was down here using the internet the other day. I don't remember what I was doing. There might have been a little porn involved. But anyway, uh, I saw my name on your calendar. And being the proactive friend that I am, here I am. Excuse my eating. I had to get a little snacking. Uh-huh. Um, uh, well, I hate to waste, uh, I mean, surprise, I am surprised. 
and I really would be appreciative. I am, I am appreciative. I do appreciate it because I know it's not always easy to, you know, be proactive and show up anywhere on time. But um, <laughs> you're 20 minutes early for the interview that would be if I had scheduled you for an interview, which I did not, unfortunately. I'm really sorry. Well, then what is it? If it's not an interview, what are we doing? Well, believe it or not, there are other people with the name Hilton in the world, in this town. And I have a very special Hilton coming in this afternoon. And uh, I apologize for the confusion. But it's your mom. You too, Tyman. No good. Hey, man, I got a lot of Hiltons in my life. Some bitch. This She's is... the best one, truly, too. I will get like I can't be mad at you for that. She is the best one. That's what I've heard. Yeah. That's yeah, what I've is. heard. She's the sweetest woman on earth. That'll be a good. That'll be good. Well, I appreciate you coming in anyway. Um, it's always good to see you. I guess I'm not wanted. Well, how about we see do if this... I ever do this again? Well, I, I was just gonna say, how about if we do this one like next week? The people are asking for another Hilton episode. I don't know. The, the, it's crowd the, pleaser. This didn't go the way I thought it was gonna go, and my feelings are a little. I am proud I'm not of you, saying Jeff. That, I am proud. I'm not of saying you. That my feelings are hurt because my mom's here. I'm just. It, it, anybody, if it, it could have been anybody. It's hey, just, man, you worked I'm, hard to show your friendship to me. Yeah. You showed up without me even having to remind you. So you understand. I appreciate it as if this was actually the situation. I'll treat it as if I did expect to see you, and then you showed up. You get the credit either <laughs> way, man. You get the credit either way. All right. Well, I'm gonna know better, but fair enough. Before you go, your mom's gonna be here in like 20 minutes. How'd you do on Mother's Day? How was your Mother's Day? Uh, not good. I was on the water. It was yesterday. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah very good uh i was on the water i went crabbing uh so i was gone through the day and i missed seeing my sister she was in town oh and i missed seeing my sister cause she was in town and i didn't get my mom anything i just went over and confessed my undying love for her and told her that she's the best mom in the world and i fucking meant it yeah and i do that all the time i mean I Every day's Mother's Day with I, Jeff Hilton. I should have got her something. Uh, At least a candle, man. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. It's not too late. Well, it is too late. <laughs> it is. <laughs> not for next year. No. Yeah. Start. Uh, hey, I nailed Christmas. If you miss that, you're screwed. Mother's Day, it's like can you, you can get away with flowers and a card, but you probably want to get you know throw a candle in there. I'll be completely honest. Uh, I've been super, super busy lately, and I. Didn't make the time to get her anything. That's mm. all. That's the that's the truth. That's and sometimes the truth. I do that, and sometimes I get it right. Uh, lately, I've been getting it right more often than not, though. So I mean, there's some. I'd be more worried about it if I thought that there wasn't progress being. Made. Yeah. Well, she's coming to hang out with one of your buddies, so she must not think you're horrible. She's probably doing this as a favor to you. Or maybe she's trying to spy on me. Could be. I'll tell her everything. Yep. Nope. You can. Yep. I, <laughs> I told her the same thing. Like nothing's off the, except that whole David Hasselhoff thing. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. But you, I'm gonna tell him about that. Yeah. No, that's the great. That's a that's a great story. I was actually proud of myself that in the midst of that extreme drug intoxication, uh, from those psychoactive drugs, that I was able to still make a joke. Yeah. Uh, what was the joke? This um, is fresh off of the Hasselhoff. Um, videos. Drunk video. He's like eating fries on the floor, in his, right? In his closet. With, yeah. yeah, he tried to kill this big giant burger and his daughter's filming him and he's shit-faced. Uh, well, I was the equivalent of being that shit-faced but off of medications that doctors had to pre uh, prescribe me, like lithium and a bunch of other ones. Uh, the hits. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, there was it was literally like six to eight. I mean, it was incredible. Um, 
And it made me a zombie. And one night I came home and I was eating a big old bowl of shredded wheat or frosted mini wheats or something, some kind of wheat. Delicious. Uh, out of a giant mixing bowl, you know, with like a half gallon of milk, milk poured in there, and uh, I was eating it with a ladle. God, I bet that milk was so sweet at the end. <laughs> I, I don't remember. Uh, I really don't remember any of this. Didn't make it to the end of the bowl. And my mom was really concerned because obviously I was acting like a drunk person. Uh, I was slurring my words. My eyes weren't open. I was clearly having trouble. Uh, she was worried that I was going to choke for one, so she was keeping an eye on me. And then she got really pissed that this was, you know, happening to me when we had, you know, I don't know. I don't know what she was pissed at, but she was uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. so she was, she shot it'd be best to videotape it. So she started videotaping it. And then I noticed, you can see in the video, I start like picking up on what's going on. And I noticed her like in the questions she's asking me, you know, she's trying to lead you. Uh huh. And I kind of pick up on what's going on. I'm like, mom, don't, don't you stop it. I know what you, you know, I know what you're doing, ma. Uh, she's like, oh, what is it, Jeffrey? It's like, don't be hassle off in me yeah putting that's this out exactly there. it uh, and then you called her back later and mel gibson dirt <laughs> oh, maybe not that just one. that meatloaf she's got to stay on that meatloaf game meatloaf well, the artist no she it's like uh i mean that's her I thing she makes meatloaf and i eat it and if she love. doesn't have meatloaf then i am outraged i and... will do anything for love but, but I, I won't, won't do that, that. I was thinking of the Eminem commercial. Uh huh. Have you seen that one? I have. Yeah. I don't know why I just go. Meatloaf uh, did not enter my world until Fight Club when he was uh, the guy with the tits. Confession time. I have not seen Fight Club completely. What? Yep. Have you read it? No, I'm a movie guy too. And, I have uh, not read it. I haven't seen it or read it. Who's that author again? Chuck Palahniuk. Does he have a couple, uh, a couple other hits? Yeah. He wrote Choke, which is another one that he made into a movie, a much better movie in my opinion it's funnier hmm. uh, about a sex addict who fakes choking in restaurants so that people will save him he'll bond with them and then over the years ask them for money he's got like a con where he's got like all these heroes that have saved him in restaurants and they all send him like checks periodically uh when he's he like writes them letters like hey i need money for my rent i'm so sorry and then since they have this this relationship where they saved him something psychologically they bond and they feel like they're obligated to keep protecting him it's it's a really interesting book no that is interesting because i would think that it would be the other way yeah the savee would be the one who's in the debt but uh, the save the your feeling is very addictive sure it's like especially if it's not very hard to do it's like yeah i could send you 40 bucks and feel like a hero um yeah i mean if you play that card hard enough as the victim yeah i can see it oh yeah i saved a man once in a chinese restaurant from choking he oh wow! Was choking on a piece of shrimp or whatever it was, some sort of meat, uh, whoever it was, and uh, I actually knew him, but it was kind of like a bigger gathering of us. And he was choking, and I looked over at him, and I was like, "Really?" And he was like nodding his head. That he so I got up and I gave him the Heimlich, and on the third, third or fourth thrust, uh, I was like, "I'm just gonna crush this little man." He was a little man. I was like, "He's either gonna get crushed to death by me or choked to death." Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I gave it to him hard, just like in the movies. It came flying out and he'd been turning colors and god everything. damn that's scary he didn't even pay for my meal did he say thank you I, you if, probably heard him if he did it wasn't strong enough to i did mm-hmm. uh he mentioned he mentioned that because he's, he's actually a friend of the family so i still talked to him and i talked to him since and he was like yeah my broke my, the bottom two ribs over my body <laughs> it's it's like kind of in the middle though you want to put your fist between the belly button and your sternum uh, get that diaphragm so was, pumping you know and i got small hands so maybe just one rib yeah, um, got it right up there. 
But anyway, he didn't, he didn't even so much as pay for my Kong Pao chicken. That son of a bitch! Yeah. Should have let him die, Jeff. I should have. Should have let him die. Can't let him die. Take him out back and bury him. (laughs) (laughs) Is it murder if I bury somebody alive? If you bury someone, since you are actually the guy who buries people anyway, probably not. Hmm. But it'd be fucked up for sure. Play the ignorant game. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he was dead. I thought he was dead already. I thought he was dead. Yeah. I didn't know I had to in the hole. Put the dead guy in a hole, bury him. That's what I do. I'm Jeff. (laughs) I got what I got to go do today, actually. Uh, I don't want to do. You got to dig it or cover it? I got to dig it. And then... uh, I'm doing a really long crab day tomorrow uh, on the Lady Mary, and um, and then I gotta close it after that. So crabbing starting to wind down yet? It is like I'm done. Like I so I took a job with Rob Greenfield, and I finished the season with him, and we wrapped up the season, put all the gear away a couple of days ago. But there's other people who are still uh, out there with gear in the water, and like as soon as people find out that I'm done with one thing, they just come after me for something else. And so, yeah. Well, I, I was done with Rob five days ago, and I've been on the water three days since then, just like filling in for a guy or, you know, doing something for this. And uh, When do you head up to Alaska? June 15th. June 15th. So I got... Not that long. Five weeks. It'll go quick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really want to go, but I mean, it's a, it's a weird, it's an interesting feeling. It's the best time of the year here, and I'm gone for that. Yeah. Uh, and there's people I don't want to... There's people that I miss when I'm gone. Yeah, it's a it's a tough time to be gone. Yeah. You miss Fourth of July. You miss a lot of the yeah. juicy part of the summer. I mean, it's it's just the, it's the same feeling I get if I go on a crab trip out here or something like just that. And it was it's a similar feeling. And I don't want to make it seem like the two are the same, but it's a similar feeling to uh, being in jail. Like you feel like the world's going on without you, and people are doing things, and like you don't have a choice about being in it or not. Like you're just not in it. That does not, not sound like an enjoyable place to be. If you have a rough. If you're going through a rough time, it's the worst yeah. possible place to be. The first time I went up there in 2008, uh, I was dating a girl and was kind of having a rough patch right before that. And uh, I went up there and my deck fellow deckhand asked me one day if I was seeing anybody. And I was like, yeah, I'm seeing so-and-so. Uh, and then he's like, uh, I, I don't I don't know how to tell you this, man, but she's like with somebody else. And I was like, God, no, she's not, man. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. And then, you know, come to find out she was, uh, you know, 18 year old kid. Not a good feeling. Up in Alaska. I was up there for two months that year and just, uh, yeah, you learn a lot about yourself going through things like that though. I bet. I'm excited Um, to see, uh, how it goes for Sawyer. I'm looking forward to him coming back already. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, and that's a, I'm nervous as fuck about it. Sure. uh, We we can talk about that when you're on the show. Um, your mom's going to be here in 10 minutes. Do you uh, want to say a few nice things about her before you go? My mother is one of the most amazing women that you will ever meet. She ran a business. She got uh, two master's degrees and part of a doctorate while having a family and kids uh, and did it from a distance, traveling and running that business. Uh, she's been the parent of a son with mental illness and drug addiction. What is that noise? Mom, you're the best mom there is in the world, and she's the sweetest lady in the world, and I would be seriously fucked if you weren't in my life and you have made a lot of sacrifices for me and you have stood by my side and supported me she really is the most amazing woman i've ever met like her positive attitude has been unwavering in every instance in her life and she is a probably the most comforting person that i've ever met and uh and i know i've heard that from a lot of other people too she doesn't judge people and um she's a pure soul Probably the purest that I know, apart from her mother. But she's a gen. You know, my mother was the 
Yeah. Grandmother was the genesis of it all, but my... The one who passed away a few years ago? It was, two, it was 2010. She's the only... Oh, I, I didn't know my dad's mom. Okay. Yeah, she was... Uh, yeah, when... Um, mom's mom was when the OG. When did your mom find out that your that her mom was gay? Oh, I don't. You know, I don't know. That's. I'm sure she's told me before, but that's something. Uh, I'll ask her on the podcast. Yeah, that's that's because that's a crazy story. That's a, that's. I know. A, I know it played a, a unique... big. I know it played a big part in her life. Like I know she's. There's. I've seen her struggle with it. Uh-huh. Uh Or I don't know if struggle is the right word, but just it can be a difficult thing to navigate. It's probably uh, easier now than it was 20 years ago. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's just one of those things where there's going to be feelings in some way about it. Um, but yeah, definitely the my favorite person ever in the whole world was Grandma Budworth. Um, she seems pretty cool. Oh, great lady. Yeah, great lady. I met her a few lady. times. But yeah, my mom's a treat, and she's really interesting, and she's genuine, and she's just the sweetest lady in the world, and I think you guys are you're going to have a good time talking to her. Just keep her on track. For the love of God, keep her on track. Your sister texted me half an hour ago to say that same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an, it's been lose, an ongoing. If she gets bogged down in the details. Get her back on. You know, track. like everybody in the family has their thing. That's like the running joke. Like me and heroin and and not being able to say no to drugs. And my mom and her inability to tell a story. I mean, there'll be a minute long story, and she'll just extrapolate it out into. Well, my job is to get her back on track. You'll you know? see. You'll we'll, see. We will see. But it's funny too. So right on. All right. Good luck. Well, thanks for coming in, man. I'll talk to you later. Have a good time. Um, not being here, that you grave. son of a bitch. Well, hey, man, we're going to do it without you, and it's going to be great. Okay. I guess I'll just go <laughs> dig a grave by myself. Um, right, you come ya. back next time and tell us all about that. Roger that. See ya. All right. Do you think your mom's going to have any trouble getting up here? Oh, she climbed no. a mountain, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, she's she is a little hobbled by that neck thing, but she's, uh, she's a fucking trooper. Does she have a neck problem? She got that spinal, oh, she got spinal fusion. fusion last year, and so she kind of like... You know, she can't. She kind of turns with her body and stuff. I have a stiff neck today, really bad. My levator scap mm-hmm. on my left side is like frozen, and it, it's hurting me. And so I'm doing the same thing today. So we'll be like neck pain yeah. buddies. But she's such a trooper about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's been kayaking lately and stuff like that, and getting the kayak down there by herself. Uh, she's fully capable. I'm doing hood to coast. Did I tell you that? No, the Oregon one. Mm-hmm. Nice, the big long one. You, you haven't done that one, have you? I have. Oh, have you? Yeah, I've done them both. Well, at least once. What would I, you like better? Washington. Ooh. Because it was just one day or... Hoodie Coast, Oregon is overnight. So you're it's like... It's a grind. You sleep on a sleeping, in yeah. a sleeping bag on the ground. You don't sleep much. Yeah, I dated a girl who did it once. And it was... And then, like, I remember seeing the pictures. You know, over the course of the event, you started out. And they were all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Like, it was like three of the board and I hate my life. <laughs> right now, everybody piled in a minivan sleeping. And... Yeah. The last leg... Because everyone does three legs, I think. The last leg of that one is like death. You uh-huh. feel so like you start out feeling dead, so by the time you're halfway through, it it almost you almost break through that wall, and you're just like, well, this isn't so bad. I could probably go all day. A wonderful bonding experience with it is people. That's uh, my favorite part about it. That's the a similar team. that that whole everything we just described is I experienced those similar things uh, fishing. Yeah, actually, it's kind of you know. A lot of the good camaraderie ex- experiences have that. You have to go through some stress together. Together, yeah. you do. Yeah, um, yeah. It's going to be fun, but... Yeah, you got to get in shape. I've been struggling to maintain, actually, just with how uh, busy I am. I have to put my put my foot down. After tomorrow, I'm not going to do any other fishing jobs or anything like that. And I got some things I got to focus on and uh, figure out. I'm going to look into going back to school. Oh, yeah, for the fire science yeah. stuff? Yeah, I have to. Otherwise, I'm going to fucking lose my mind doing this fishing thing. 
Dude, that learning is great. It really, really makes your brain just like yeah. feel fresh. Well, like Rob offered me a job next year and he made it clear that he really wants me to. But when I told him about that, he was like super supportive about it. It was like, that's mm-hmm. what you want to do. I know this person, this person, this person. It's, uh, it helps having people to, to back me up. Yeah. You got to follow what you're passionate about. Yeah. Passionate about helping people and being outside. That sounds like a great yeah. field to get into. Yeah. Uh, and it's not too late. My cousin... Misty, her husband Andy, he got into it when he was around my age right now, mm-hmm. uh, and he made it work. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, I better go down and make sure your mom doesn't have to try to find her way up here by herself. I hope you've enjoyed this special bonus episode of Ramble by the River with Jeff Nesbitt, featuring Jeff Hilton. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to subscribe and possibly leave a five-star review. It's very helpful. Another all-new episode drops Friday at midnight. That's Friday, May 21st. And with special guest, Liz Hilton. Liz does a great job of keeping a balanced emotional state through really hard stuff. So when we get into like grief and talking about loss and things like that, she really, really knows what she's talking about. We covered all kinds of stuff. A lot of stuff about education, mathematics. It was overall a very positive, uplifting podcast. So I hope you enjoy it. Anyway, it has been a long day and I am exhausted. I'm ready to go in and get some sleep. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe. I love you guys. Bye.